We welcome CA students online. So glad to be with you today. My name is Jake, one of the youth pastors here, and it's my joy to be with you. So glad that you've joined us. If you're new, uh, joining us maybe for the first time, so, so glad that you've joined us. Um, and I'm excited to jump into God's word with you all. We're in a series at CA students in 678 called Remind. And the main point of the series, uh, we're talking about how there is a battle for our minds. The Bible talks about there's a spiritual battle going on. And the main point of the series is there's a battle for our minds and we can win by letting God change the way we think. Today, the theme verse for our time together is Psalm 119 verse 11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Have you heard the phrase, defense wins championships? Defense wins championships? Uh, Maybe you've heard that if you've played sports or maybe even if you haven't. Well, I think that's a really true quote within the context of knowing that, of course, you need at least some offense to score some points and win a championship too. When I played sports, I loved defense. I loved stopping the other team's offense. There's something about in football, I just loved being physical and tackling and some of that. But it doesn't mean that I never experienced the joy of moving the ball down the field, playing some offense as well. In my last talk I gave, I referred to a Lord of the Rings uh, quote, and uh, I'm going to do it again. I remember it was the second to last game of my high school career, and we were down. It's toward the end of the game. If we lose, the season's over, and we had 72 yards to go to the goal line, and we get in the huddle, and my quarterback calls a play, and it's going to me. It's a pass play to me, and so ready, break. We go, and I line up on the line, and there's this beautiful moment in Lord of the Rings when Eowyn, one of the amazing warriors, uh, is comforting and strengthening Mary, one of the hobbits, who is a little afraid going into battle. And, and she says, courage, Mary, courage for our friends. And I literally, on the football goal line in high school, said to myself before the ball got hiked, courage, Mary, courage for our friends. <laughs> and it encouraged me. And then it was an awesome play. I, I, you know, made this cut, caught the ball. My friend blocked for me really great. It was off to the races with this cornerback. And I went all the way 72 yards and scored the touchdown. Boom. Offense. It was amazing. Levi taught us an incredible defensive weapon in the war for our minds last week, the replacement principle, where we, we remove a lie and replace it with God's truth. I want to talk to you guys in this battle for our minds about the rewire principle. I want to talk about an offensive weapon that we use with the weapon of God's word, an offensive weapon. Let's play some offense, CA students in 678. Before we dive in, will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I just love you so much, and I just pray that you would use this talk to encourage people, encourage these students to love your word, to know your word, to devour your word, We love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, CA students, 678, I don't play football anymore. I do something much more epic. I I jump rope. That's right. Yes, I jump rope. And uh, it's great. It's a great workout. In fact, uh, 
you know, I don't like to just kind of stand there when I jump rope. I'm going to give you a little demonstration. I like to actually kind of run and jump rope. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. It's a, whew, I feel it already. It's a great workout. I've been doing it lately, and I, I'm seriously a little winded. <laughs> I haven't been doing it enough. Uh, but I started to notice a problem as I've been jump roping more and more. I was jump roping so much in the same place in my front yard, I started to kill the grass. In fact, I was doing it so much that I started to make a rut in my front yard, in the path where I constantly was doing my running jump rope because I was going down the same path. Maybe it was just that it was like the lowest like part of my yard, but I just wanted to keep going in that path. And I made this rut in my yard. CA students, six, seven, eight. We can get into these ruts in our minds where it's just the same path. Have you ever felt that way? Thinking the same thoughts experiencing the same problems, doing the same things. We can get entrenched in these well-worn paths that feel impossible to get out of, but there's hope. My yard would be an example of a very shallow uh, rut. In Alaska, they've got some seriously deep ruts. There are really two seasons in Alaska. There's winter and July. But in July, it gets warm enough, the roads, you know, thaw out, and they get super muddy, and the cars that just go through them over and over create these really deep ruts. In fact, there's this sign on one Alaskan road that says, choose your rut carefully because you'll be in it for the next 60 miles. In fact, at, at one point, you can even take your hand off the, the steering wheel, and your car will just still drive down the road because the ruts are so deep. Maybe you're here and you'd be like, man, I've been experiencing the battle from my mind. It's not just like a Jake's front yard rut. This is an Alaska rut where it's just like the default of my thinking is this negative pattern. Our thoughts can get into serious ruts where they just keep going in the same direction. It's hard to break out of them. And it's partly how our brains were designed in actually a good way, but when it gets to these ruts, it can be a bad thing. Let's talk about how our brains work. The brain's a command center that directs the parts of our body through neurons, right? Now the neurons, they connect together, they link together to create messages. The same messages sent multiple times will create a neural pathway. And the presence of these neural pathways make it easier to uh, for a, th a thought, it's easier to think a thought, makes it just keep on going, makes it easier for your body to send the same message over and over again. Think of neural pathways as ruts in your brain. Ruts in your brain. How do ruts get created? Repetition. Remember my jump rope consistency in my front yard? Remember the Alaskan ruts in the road? Repeti repetition. Neural pathways are brain ruts for good or for bad. It makes it easier for you to keep thinking 
certain thoughts, keep doing certain things. God created neuropathways to be a blessing. Because of neuropathways, things that were once awkward and hard can actually become second nature. This is a good thing when it comes to driving. At first, it's really awkward and difficult, but then it becomes easier as you uh, practice, right? This could be good when driving. This could be bad when you feel something and you instantly think something negative, and it's just this pattern of thinking. It's your default mode. Because of our sin, neuropathways can be a bummer thing, a bad thing. Let me give you an example from my life. Sometimes when I feel overwhelmed, I get into what I want to call a can't-do-it rut. I can't do it rut. I feel overwhelmed by all the tasks I have or something or one particular task, and I start to think, I can't do this. This is going to be terrible. I'm going to procrastinate and just put it off till later. I can't do it. That's my can't-do-it rut. What is a rut that you get into that it just keeps... It's kind of your default, and you know that it's negative. Maybe when you feel sad, you instantly think, I'm going to go to this thing that I'm going to seek for comfort. It's like, I feel sad. I'm going to run to this thing to seek comfort, and it's not a good thing. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's gossip. But just instantly when you feel sad, it's like, boom, I'm going to go to this thing. That's a rut that God wants to help set you free from. Maybe you feel rejected and you instantly think, boom, no one loves me, no one cares about me. And that's just like your default mode. It's a rut that God wants to help set you free from. Maybe you feel inadequate and you think, I'm just not smart enough and I don't matter. And that's just your default, your, what, you th- what you think. And it's a rut that God wants to set you free from. Maybe you feel just grieved that your prayers didn't get an answer in a certain way, and so you start to have this rut of thinking that God's not really there, or he doesn't really answer prayer, or he doesn't really care about you. That's a rut that God wants to redirect you from. Maybe you feel, you know, like far from God, and you just get into this rut of thinking, well, I might as well not even try. And that's a rut that God wants to set you free from. Maybe you feel sad And so you just say to yourself, there must be something wrong with me. Or maybe a rut of saying, you know, I can never change. Listen, these aren't true. They're just ruts that we've learned to think. I want to tell you, they're not true. And God wants you to break out of these ruts. And I've got good news for you. If you find yourself in an unhealthy rut, there's there's good news. God has given you a way out, and it's by digging a new helpful rut, or what I want to call a trench of truth. A trench of truth. Now, I'm going to be talking, there's a difference between a rut and a trench, right? Ruts are typically formed in the mud. They're unintentionally made, and they're a nuisance. They are damaging, and they need repair. They're unintentional. But a trench is intentionally dug to deliver necessary resources. A trench has a specific purpose, and it fixes an existing problem. Let's dig some trenches of truth with God's truth. Let's go and play some offense in this, in this battle. Psalm 119, the psalmist says, I hid your word in my heart. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The psalmist has internalized the word. They've dug this trench of truth, and it's become a part of them. And so they, they 
more in their default mode, it becomes obedience to God. It becomes love. Their obedience is different than these old ruts. We know that the antidote for a lie is truth. That's why our first tool was the replacement principle. Remove the lie, replace it with truth. The antidote to a negative neuropathway is a new God's truth neuropathway. Instead of living in a rut, you can create a trench of truth that runs deeper, diverting the flow of your thoughts from old pathways to new ones. The intention it takes to dig these trenches of truth with God's word, that's the offense that I'm talking about. So that whether you're feeling great or whether you're feeling bad, you can be digging these trenches of truth and it becomes who you are. It becomes how you think, which leads to how we live. Where are we going to get these new thoughts to dig these trenches of truth deeper than these ruts that are discouraging and destroying us? Hint, we're not going to get it just by scrolling through social media. We're not going to get it from just the latest show. We're not going to get it from just our feelings. We are going to go to God's word. If we want to intentionally, strategically, offensively dig a trench of truth that will last and work, we need to go to the word of God. The main point for our time together is this. In the battle for our minds, we go on the offensive by digging trenches of truth with God's truth. In the battle for our minds, we go on the offensive by digging trenches of truth with God's truth. How do we dig a trench of truth? We declare truth from God's word. We write it, we think it, we confess it, we live it until we believe it. From scripture, from scriptures that confront the lie or problem we're dealing with, we can make what I want to call a declaration, which is a trench of truth. Here's where the offense really comes in, making these declarations. Declarations are based from God's word and are what I'm declaring to be true in my battle against the lies I'm tempted to believe. The goal of the declaration is to, is to have it become my new default neuropathway, my intentionally dug trench of truth. So I told you about my, I just can't do it, right? right? I can't do it. I'm just going to procrastinate. This is going to be awful. This is going to be bad right? Well, I've decided I don't want to live in that rut anymore. So I've gone to God's word and I found scriptures. And from those scriptures, I made a declaration. Here are some scriptures that speak to that can't do it rut. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Hebrews 4.16, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us when we need it the most. 2 Peter 1.3, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. 1 Peter 1, 7. Now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance. These are some scriptures that speak directly against what that rut was, right? So I'm going to dig a deeper trench of truth from God's scriptures. I made this declaration based on those scriptures. I'm confident, capable, and more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I live with great expectation, and I make the most of every opportunity. The Holy Spirit is my strengthener. Whoa! 
Let's go. That's a trench of truth that I'm digging that goes deeper than the rut. I'm going to say it again. I'm confident, capable, and more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'll say the last part. I'm, re- I'm forgetting it right now, but here it is. I live with great expectation, and I make the most of every opportunity. The Holy Spirit is my strengthener. Let's go. That's one declaration, but you can have so many. What neural pathway do you need to create? What trench of truth do you need to dig deeper than an old rut, CA students in 678? Maybe you've struggled with lust for a long time. When you're online or, or, or somewhere, you, you, you notice that your eyes and your thoughts go places that you know that they shouldn't. So you create a declaration from God's word. You search the scriptures. God, what would you say to help me to get out of this rut? You search the scriptures, and maybe you find scriptures like Jesus saying, you call me master, so Jesus is the master, not lust. You call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for, for so I am, John 13, 13. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I love Job 31, 1. I've made a covenant with my eyes to not look lustfully. Wow, that's powerful. And 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And so maybe from those verses, you take those and then you make this declaration to be a trench of truth that you can say. You say, lust is not my master. God has redeemed me and given me pure thoughts. I will not look lustfully because I've made that covenant with my eyes and with my God who strengthens me. God is always faithful. And when I'm tempted, uh, will provide a way out. Come on. That's such a good declaration. Let's see. What, what is your rut that you need to dig a deeper trench of truth? You know, maybe when you feel lonely, you find yourself just instantly going to video games or going to social media, even though you know that that really just ends up making you feel uh, more lonely or something like that. And maybe you need to go to the scriptures to find that God will never leave you, that he's the one that satisfies you. Maybe you go to scriptures like, I will see you face to face and be satisfied. Psalm 17, 15. My beloved is mine and I am his. Song of Songs 2, 16. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. Ephesians 1, 5. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 20. And you take from those scriptures, from God's word, from God's word, and you write something, a declaration, a trench of truth, I'm never alone. God is with me always. He will never leave me nor forsake me. I'm part of the family of God with brothers and sisters who are there for me. God and his love is the only thing that can truly satisfy my heart. He is mine and I am his. This is what we're talking about by rewiring our brain, right? Digging these trenches of truth deeper than these ruts, right? So that, and we say them not just when we're struggling, not just when we're experiencing the battle, but we say them, you know, in the mornings and, and throughout our days, and we start to make these new neural pathways that are filled with God's truth so that that's what becomes our default. That's what becomes so natural to us. I want to encourage you to 
take some time to figure out what are the ruts that I keep getting into and then take some intentional time to find verses from God's word and make your own declaration. Write it and write it in a way that inspires you and builds you up. Write your declarations as if they're already true. Listen, I don't always feel like I'm more than a conqueror in Christ, but I declare it because that's what's true of me in Jesus Christ. So you can write it as if it were true. We're claiming the victory and truth we have in Christ, and we need to create a neural pathway in our brains that affirms our ability to demolish the stronghold and win the battle. It might feel foolish at the beginning, but so did riding a bike. So does playing piano at the very beginning or, or something like that, or so is driving. It can feel foolish at first, but over time, our brains, they can create these new neural pathways. Let's dig these trenches of truth. Let's go on the offensive and rewire our brains according to God's truth so that in any situation, what comes naturally, what comes as our default mode is, bam, God's truth. I want to share a, f- a final couple thoughts before I give you a second to, to think about these things. And that's the idea that now we've talked about how easy it is for our brains to create new neural pathways, to create these ruts or these trenches. Let's be wise, 6, 7, 8, and CA students. Let's be wise about what we're putting into our minds. There's this thing called uh, the law of exposure, and it's basically saying what, what the brain is most often exposed to, it's going to come out in your life. So it, it, it's, a, it's a principle that what w- the thoughts we let into us are going to come out in our life. The thoughts we let in are going to come out in our life. So let's be wise. Let's be careful. What are we allowing into our minds? I think of Galatians 6, 8 through 9. It says, For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we, not, if we do not give up. And I love Romans 8, 5 through 6 as well. It reads like this. Oh, let me find it on my phone. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. The authors of Scripture knew that the thoughts that we let into our minds, they come out in our life. And so I want to encourage you, CA students, 6, 7, 8, to be thinking and asking ourselves of the things that are coming into our minds. Is this creating a rut of death in my mind? Or is this digging a trench of truth, of God's truth, in my mind? Is this show producing pathways uh, and ruts of lust? Then let's stop going down that pathway and turn off that show. Is this music producing in me ruts of pride and arrogance? Then let's stop going down that pathway and turn off that uh, artist. Is this website sowing seeds of distrust in God's goodness and God's word? Then let's stop going down that pathway by not going on that website. The thoughts that we let in, they, they come out in our life. Let's be wise about what we're taking in, what we're putting in. CA students in 6, 7, 8, defense wins championships. Defense is so important. we got to replace lies when they come with the truth. But you know that we need some offense as well to win this battle in our minds. So I want to challenge you to take some time to think about God and invite God into this process. Jesus, what are some of the ruts that I get into in my mind? 
And then with him, go searching for scriptures that combat that rut and make a declaration based on those scriptures, a trench of truth, a trench of truth. You can search the search for scriptures, you know, using Google, you know, it can be like verses that help with fear. Bam, you're going to get a bunch of great Isaiah 41.10, you know. So do not fear, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I'll strengthen you and help you. I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. It's like verses to help with pride. Boom. You know, there's going to be verses on humilities. But, you know, it could be even better. Talk to someone who you know loves God. Ask them to help you find some verses from God's word that can help you write a declaration to dig a trench of truth that's deeper than the old rut. See, students, six, seven, eight, let's play some offense. Let's, let's use God's word to rewire our brains. And let's watch as we change our thinking, how our lives change as well for the glory of God, for the good of others and ourselves. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for just this time. I pray right now that every single person would know how loved they are by you. God, and I pray that they would take some time to dig some truth trenches from your truth, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. We love you. We need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, CA students in 678.